Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. All right, welcome to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. You've got Dan Bentley here and also Tracy Newman, who it's actually her birthday today. So happy birthday, Trace. Yay, thank you. I was very excited about my birthday and my partner's been, we, we do a week of birthdays. So uh, it's been my birthday every day for a week now. He makes me coffee in the morning and sings me happy birthday. So it's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I don't know anyone except for Jesus who gets a whole week of birthday celebration. So that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Well done. It is. Yeah, I did try and negotiate a month, but we settled oh. on a week. Wow, that's insane. I'm lucky to it get is. a day. That's pretty good. <laughs> what, what we're going to talk about today with uh, all of you listening in was we're going to talk about the role ambitious goals play in innovation. Specifically, yeah, what we're talking about here is if you really want to change the status quo, it starts with ambitious goals. If we are expecting for people to do something different or even leading an organization, if we're expecting our organization to go in a different direction, we need to point them in the direction of where we want them to head. And this all starts with these ambitious goals and this mission and those sorts of things. When I say ambitious goals, what do we specifically mean? Well, what we're talking about is you want to be setting smart goals that are sort of specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. I think that's what it stands for. So goals that are really, really well-rounded, you know, they're not something like we just want to be the best. They're something along the lines of, you know, by this date, we want to achieve this specific and measurable outcome. Um, and what we find is when organizations set these sorts of goals as a starting point, what we find is, is that their people, they're really drawn towards and they sort of become really invested. And it's a really good start of a way to sort of win over people's hearts and minds and enables people to be able to sort of go, all right, I really want that. So I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone to be able to do something different and innovate in order to achieve that particular outcome that you've set out as your mission. Absolutely. It's pretty easy in life to coast and it's pretty easy to, I guess, kind of work in that autopilot where, you know, you just do the things that you've always done and, you know, you continue along in that vein and it's almost that sort of unconscious competence, you know, similar to, you know, sometimes when you drive home, you kind of get home and you don't really remember getting there. So, you know, a lot of our work can be done in that fashion as well, where we just go through and we do the things that we've always done. We do the things that we're comfortable doing and to actually, I guess, encourage you to step out of that sort of easy, safe, comfortable spot there needs to be some kind of impetus, something that, you know, you really want to move towards. So having those ambitious goals is a really important part of that and it really does encourage people to stretch outside of what they know they can do 
and then it's all about creating the right environment to support people to achieve those goals but absolutely the goals are kind of like that foundation that's your why isn't it like you know why are you gonna try and do something well because I'm aiming towards this you know I've set this challenge and I'm really excited about getting there and then that means I I need to be creative in terms of how I work and not just do the things that I've always done because the things that I've always done aren't going to get me where I want to go they're just going to get me where I already am. It's also about aiming for something bigger because if you're aiming in that direction then you will also do what's required along that way too, right? So I think we've done really, really well in our 20 or so episodes so far to not talk too much about Elon Musk because, you know, it's a real innovation cliche. He is the guy that a lot of people just refer to. So give yourselves a pat on the back there, but I'm also going to ruin that streak and also talk about him. But if you think about how he sets missions and the ambitious goals that he sets for his organization and how he communicates them to the world, I think he's a great example of someone who does this really well. You know, he's like, we're going to make humans a multiplanetary species by whatever year I think he said it's 2030 something or whatever a different version of an Elon Musk in an alternative universe or an alternative simulation if you're Elon Musk's way of thinking is we're just going to make SpaceX a viable rocket company and we're just going to look just keep launching satellites for the next you know however many years like that could be a different way that he's looked at it And you just think that he wouldn't have some of the technology that he's got now. He wouldn't be thinking about how he can achieve both of those missions. You know, the way that he runs that organization, the satellite business is kind of like he's just bread and butter. It kind of keeps the lights on and it allows him to, to really start working towards this really big mission and ambitious goal that he's got of getting people on Mars and colonizing it. But yeah, you sort of see what I'm saying there. It's like if you had it just settled with the satellite business, yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of other rocket companies are doing. But this is his grand goal and this is what he wants to achieve. This is what gives him that respect in the industry. This is what gets so many, like, I mean, he's just a great marketer as well, you know, like this is why we're talking about Elon Musk and his name is associated with innovation is because he has this grand ambitious goal that everybody's buying into and not just the huge amount of people that are working in his organization and giving their blood, sweat and tears every single day for this mission. But you think about it too, what he's able to do and the profile he's been able to give his organization around these ambitious goals. And, you know, he's doing it. You know, that's the thing that's really cool is that like some people would have maybe laughed at some of these these ideas that he had a few years ago. But I tell you what, that guy's got a hell of a lot of respect and so does the brands that he's associated with. They've got a hell of a lot of respect in terms of people like they're actually doing this. And so, yeah, I think, you know, it's not all, it's not so much about that PR, just sort of pointing out the fact that that's why we're talking about Elon Musk. But I think the thing to take away from that is that that ambitious goal has pointed him in the direction of what he truly needs to achieve. And so all those things that they're doing, whilst they are still launching satellites and delivering people to the space station and all those sorts of things, they're all linked with the end goal in mind of we need to do this stuff in a way to keep the organization going, but also do it in a way that's going to get us to deliver that overall mission eventually when we have got the you know, capability and, and all the things in line to do that. So make sure that you're pointing in the right direction is what I'm saying after all of that. Yeah, I think that's a really important piece of advice because sometimes when you're talking to people about setting ambitious goals, fear can start to play a part and people will have a reluctance to aim for those really ambitious goals because they're not 
certain that they're going to be able to achieve it. So I think setting ambitious goals is a really important part of creating the right environment for innovation. But if you don't also support that with the mindset, the striving is important and the outcomes that you produce along the way are important and the, the different things that you try and the ways that, ways that you innovate is what's important and the learning that you get is, is what's important. It's not all about, yes, I've achieved this goal and I can tick that box. It's all of those other things along the way that are really important and, and the stories that come out where, you know, you share how different people in the organisation are, are moving forward towards this inspiring goal. So, yes, you've got the direction right, but it's also about supporting people to move into that direction rather than, you know, having them be overwhelmed and stuck because the, the ambitious goal seems too far away and the whole idea that, you know, failing is terrible and, you know, when you actually start to reframe that within the organisation that it's not just about the success, it's also about the process and the how you get there and all the things that you develop along the way. Yeah, that's that's a great point, actually. It's something that I hadn't even thought about coming into us talking about this. But when you do talk about that, it does make me think about the creative leadership stuff that we often talk about, how critical it is for your leaders to be setting the right culture where something like that is looked at as something that's exciting rather than something that is scary. Because it's so true, I've worked in organizations in the past and worked with organizations in the work that we do at Impacto, where you set an ambitious goal and people can just go like, oh man, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I opt out, you know, <laughs> you need to set those ambitious goals and couple that with the right culture where people go like, yeah, okay, I get that that is really a long way from where we are today, but that's the point. And, you know, they look at it in the right way. They look at it as like, yeah, I am excited by that. I want that. And I know that we're going to have to do some things differently. Are you looking for innovative ways for your organisation to deliver more impact? Take our online assessment and receive a customised report in your inbox that highlights exactly what to do next. It takes only five minutes to fill out and it's completely free. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au slash self-assessment. I really like, you know, Tracy, we do a lot of webinars and we, we talk to, in a lot of different spaces around all this sort of stuff. And one of the things that you say a lot that I think is a great is around that, you know. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, geez, I thought I was able to reel it off and then I was like, <laughs> man, the philosophy of it has landed with me, just not the exact wording. But, you know, I, I really like that thing because I, I think it's true. And I think that when we do set the direction for an organisation, if we are just sort of saying to people, I want you to innovate, but your goals and the direction and the strategy of the organization is very same, same, that doesn't align. It doesn't align because it's, you don't innovate for innovation's sake. You know, I think that's where sometimes innovation can get that bit of a bad name in terms of it being fluffy and it's about, you know, oh, yeah, we'll do it when we've got time kind of thing. It's actually about necessary change. And I think that when we look at it from it being about necessity, then you also need to, this is where it all kind of starts from, I think, is around that mission and those these ambitious goals that you are setting. If you are able to, as a, as a executive team and leaders, and leaders with of an organization, set these really well thought out, but ambitious goals that people are sort of like, well, we're here today and I'm not really kind of happy with that. 
status quo. And I really, really badly want where these leaders are taking this organization to be. And you know, a lot of the time that is going to be around why your your organization exists. You know, what you really want to be doing is sort of thinking about stories of like, all right, so right now we're here and this is what's not good about where we are today. You know, this is impacting the people that we're here to support in this way. Where I want to take the organization is to here. These are the outcomes we're going to get when we get here. That's kind of like the, the basics of it. When you get that right, this is the sort of stuff that makes people go, you know what? I'm going to try something different. I'm going to step out of the status quo. I'm going to step out of what I've always done. And I'm going to come up with different ways to do things because I know that the same ways of working and thinking that I have been doing for the last couple of years are going to get me the same results that I'm getting today. That's what you kind of start to join those dots on. And when you then set these new and more ambitious goals, people start to go like, well, now I realize that I'm going to have to do something different, but because I want that future so badly, I'm willing to do it. And that's also just that other side of it too. It is about the direction. It's about all of that, but it's also about giving you people a reason to innovate, like innovate for a reason. That's what we're talking about here. It's not fluffy. It's not about innovating because it's cool at the moment. It's, it comes out of necessity. So what is that necessity for your organization? I think that's the question. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. It's all about necessity. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen some really interesting innovation recently, because so many organizations have really been kind of forced to innovate because they can't just work the way they've always worked because, you know, um, they've had certain restrictions and other considerations. So they've actually been able to be really innovative, which shows you what's possible. And, you know, from that perspective, it's really exciting. But, ab- you know, absolutely, you, you need to have a reason to innovate because otherwise it firmly goes into the, yep, that would be great. And I'm definitely going to do that one day when I've got time. And I would love to get to the day when I've got time, and I'm sure you would too, but we all know that that day doesn't really happen because there's always things that need to be done and really innovation is actually about doing those things in a better way. It's about actually achieving what you're looking to achieve either, you know, on a larger scale or with less less complexity or to make it easier for your client, but it's all about actually getting your organisation to where it needs to be. And even if you fall short, you're still going to be further ahead than if you set those really conservative goals, which is like, oh, we're just going to do the same thing that we did last year. Uh, Whereas if, if you set out, you know, this amazing goal to, you know, double the amount of clients that you're able to take care of, well, then you're going to need to innovate to be able to do that. And even if you don't quite reach that goal, you're still going to be a lot further ahead than if you didn't have that ambitious goal. So it is quite exciting what that can create. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good, they're really good points. I think as well, the other angle I'd put on it too is, have you ever worked in an organization, I know I have, where it's not clear what the direction of the organization is, yet you're still wanting to do a good job. And it's really hard to try and work out, well, what does a good job look like? I think by being really clear with our ambitions, that also helps your employee experience too. Because I think people that are working in your organization can look at that and go, that's what a good job looks like. Like That is what we're trying to achieve. If I do projects, if I deliver my work, even as a frontline worker, if I, if I deliver to that standard and I and I aspire to that, I'm going to really know that I'm heading in the right direction. I think it really helps from that perspective too. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of like that employee experience, I've also had the experience where, you know, you work with a leader who can see your potential and will set goals. And I've looked at those goals thinking, I don't know that I can do that. And then had the experience of actually being able to achieve it. And, you know, in terms of employee experience, I don't know that there's anything better than when you tackle something that you're not sure you can do and you get the right support and you actually do it. Like the experience that you have, I guess, you know, as an employee, but also just the experience of yourself as a person, because it opens up like, well, if I can do this thing that I wasn't sure I could do, what else is available for me? You know, what else could I take on? It gives your life possibility to all sorts of challenges, both professional challenges, but also just in in your personal life. You know, if I can do this thing that I didn't think I could do, I, I could do anything. It's really exciting. Yeah. So true. I mean, we get to see that in our work a fair bit, which is kind of cool. And I, the way that I describe that feeling, it's electric. When people are feeling like they're winning and they're moving and something's like a purpose and they're a part of it and they, like like you said, they did something that they never thought they'd be able to do and they just sort of think people run home and tell their partner about and then all their friends and their family and like it just makes work electric, I think. That's the vibe that I get when I'm in there. I just, I love that when that happens on, you know, in organizations. I just think it's, um, there's probably not many better feelings out there, I think, than when people do something that they think they couldn't do. I think I agree. It's a really good Uh point. I would say the only feeling that I've had that's maybe better than that is the experience I've had of being that leader and believing in somebody and actually seeing them achieve it and have them say, wow, I I didn't think I could do that and now I've done it and thank you for seeing what I was capable of and supporting me to be able to do something because left on my own, I don't think I would have been able to do that. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so I guess we've talked a lot about the what it is and I guess the the benefits, but people getting started, you know, I guess it really does start with this sort of thinking about, well, what is that future for our organization, doesn't it? It sort of sits with you as a team sort of getting together and sort of thinking about, well, what do we know? What are the stories that we're hearing? Where do we need to take this organization? You know, even getting some of those people involved. We talk a lot about that in some of our other podcasts around creating client-centered strategy. This is a part of that. Mm-hmm. It is about sort of really understanding not just the needs that you currently need to meet, but also the future and emerging needs as well of the people that you're there to support. And it is about trying to go, all right, what are those needs and what what do we need to be doing as an organization? I think that's where that kind of starts. And then from there, you can sort of build out, well, once you kind of know that direction, what are the measures of success and how would we really truly be able to set these SMART goals? And there's heaps of stuff online about SMART goals. If you just Google that, you'll find plenty of that if it's something that you haven't come across in the past or you just need a little refresher. I'm really hoping that I got the SMART stuff right. <laughs> Maybe I need a refresher. You know, they are, it's a great methodology. It just makes it really simple. It's something that's well proven, very credible. But yeah, if you set goals using that methodology, you really can't go wrong. Um, but yeah, I think that's where it starts is understanding what it is you need to do, setting those goals. And then what else from there, Trace? What else do you think that organizations can do to set more ambitious goals? Yeah, to build on, you know, the questions that you were suggesting to ask around, you know, what's our future, what are our future client needs, getting your clients involved and understanding, you know, from their perspective, what they really value and and conversely, maybe what they don't value so that you can make sure that you've got energy directed in the 
the things that are, are most vital and most important. But also take some time just to use your imagination and to daydream and build in some creativity there. You know, like that classic question of, well, what would I do if I knew that I couldn't fail? If we could wave a magic wand and everything was amazing, what would that look like? You know, what are some of the things that we could do? So just to sort of actually, I guess, start from a playful perspective and then build in, I guess, the structure around that. But, um, you know, allow yourself just to just to actually play with it, you know, just to sort of create a sense of fun because when you are talking to people about the specifics, they they will get caught up in the, oh, I don't know if I can do that, oh, I'm not sure about the timing, but you want to sort of create that playfulness first and, and encourage people to just daydream for a little bit and then actually build in, you know, the structure around that. Um, and And I think the other things that are really important is to create along the way to achieving those ambitious goals, what are the steps that we would see towards that ambitious goal so that it's really easy for people to self-manage their progress? Because whilst it's still important that the leadership communicate the progress, it's also really good if people can also see that progress for themselves because that's when, you know, they're not reliant on someone else giving them feedback. They can actually, I guess, get feedback themselves from their own performance and, you know, the markers that they can see for themselves. And that is really encouraging. And, you know, when it's self-directed, people can make sure that they're plugging into it in a time frame that's really important for them. Um, whereas obviously if it's someone else delivering that feedback, then, you know, it's got to make sure that it's at the time point that the person really needs it. And usually the best person to, I guess, understand that is the person involved. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think as well, having some ways in organization that you can communicate that out to everybody too. I, I also think of it, you know, when you used to drive past your local football slash netball club and there would be that thermometer out the front of like, we're trying to raise like $250,000 and this is how far we are this is how close we are or whatever it might be you know obviously we're not talking about fundraising here necessarily we're talking about you know impact but if that's something that's measurable having ways that you can communicate that and make it really clear where you are at like if you are really far away making sure people understand that but also like what's that next rung on the thermometer that you need to get to to keep going with the analogy that's really important and when you do get there we always talk about this in a lot of our stuff in our webinars and all that but celebrate those wins along the way you can make this, if you do everything else that we just talked about and you don't celebrate those wins along the way, it's going to feel like a really long road to get there because, you know, quite often a really ambitious goal, it's not something you're going to do next year. It's quite often something, you, it's, a, it's a longer term goal because it's so ambitious, it takes some time. You've got to think about like what Tracy said before, what are those milestones and celebrate the hell out of those along the way because that's what's going to be your fuel. That's what's going to be your momentum to keep everybody engaged along that journey. If you're waiting 10 years to get to Mars, like, man, that's, that's going to be a long trip. Yeah, it's going to be a long trip. And there will be times when it's really difficult for people. But having a history of successes, even when they're small successes and they're, they're sort of the small wins along the way is what actually keeps people going when it gets really difficult because otherwise all they see is the gap between where they are and where they want to be. And if all you can see is a gap and you're not really present to the progress that you're 
that you're making, then it just feels like you're never going to get there. And, and that's when, you know, that sort of hopelessness can set in. And then people kind of, instead of those ambitious goals being real and motivating and energizing and exciting, they actually do the opposite. They become too hard, too difficult. We're never going to get there. And, you know, once that kind of perspective hits within your culture, it's very difficult to shift that. Yeah, that's so true. The other one that I'd just add as well is, we talked a little bit about it before, but making sure your leaders truly understand your intent behind this and are going to be able to communicate it as well as you and your board and anyone else that's been involved in this are able to. What I mean by that is this is where it can also fall down. We've seen organizations at the top level collaborate with clients, set this great strategy, set these really ambitious goals, and then leaders as it sort of goes down kind of turns into Chinese whispers. And by the time it gets to the front line, it can become a little bit toxic sometimes. So this is also just thinking through your communication strategy. Also, where possible, collaborate with people at all levels in the first place with creating these goals. I think you'll also get some interesting perspectives as well that will help you not only set goals that will be something that is appealing for all levels of the organization and relevant to all levels of the organization, but also probably some tips on what's going to be important when you communicate it to different areas and different levels of organizations through those people being involved. So I'd be looking at it from that perspective too when you are formulating anything like this bring in people to collaborate and that way as well when you're then going out to communicate you've got more chance of getting that right when you with your messaging absolutely yeah because all of those things kind of really work in together I think we've all seen those messages get distorted down to oh they've decided that we have to do this now <laughs> so in you know it's kind of taken something that was collaborative and energizing and exciting and and turned that into another reason why there's you know division within the organization instead of uniting behind that really important cause that should be you know energizing and exciting yeah absolutely and the last thing as well I'll just add to that as well in that communication it's all about what Simon Sinek would be talking about. It's the why. Why are we doing this? You know, why are we setting this ambitious goal? There needs to be a story behind that, something that really doesn't just look like we've just got these ridiculous targets to meet now. You know, we've got to be talking about those stories. We've got to link them to the stories that people know around the organization that we're, why we're not doing what we want to be able to do for the people that we're here to support. You know, it's got to all link together. There is a bit of an art to this, but I think with some of these things, if you're at least considering them, you're going to do a, you know, a pretty good job of, of getting getting them done, I think. Is there anything else, Trace, that you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I guess the other thing is to, you know, be careful in how the goals are framed up because language is important. And when you're setting ambitious goals, then, you know, making sure that that those goals include that exciting and inspiring language and that include energizing words versus goals that are around no more x or stop doing y that's not really that exciting and we all know you know a little bit of psychology there as soon as you start pointing someone's attention at something that you don't want them to do it's like if I say to you don't think about a white rabbit your instant visualization is a white rabbit no matter what you do (laughs) So, you know, if you're actually making sure that, yes, the goal sets the direction, but the wording within the goal, you know, corresponds to that direction and and the way that you want people, you know, talk about what you want uh, as an organisation, not what you don't want as an organisation. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, that was a quite a long chat with lots of tips. So hopefully you're able to grab a pen and paper and uh, take a few ideas from that. 
Tracy, I hope you have a fantastic uh, week of celebrations for your birthday and you enjoy your camping trip. It does sound absolutely awesome. I hope you get some great weather for that. And yeah, thanks every, so much, everybody. We'll catch you on one of the next episodes. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.